Hey everybody, welcome back this week as we walk through the Word together. And as we walk out this truth, we discover that life is produced in us and also in other people. We are walking with one another, growing together to see the life of Christ continue to manifest and birth in us and then to see it spread outside of the walls of our houses and our church building. Last week, <clears throat> I showed y'all our, uh, our commitment to each other. If you join at, here at Midtown, here's our commitment. I want to show this to you. Here's our commitment card. This is our commitment in our church. Uh, you sign your life away to this in blood. We like prick your finger and you go, no. Uh, number one, we commit to trust in the mind of Christ. And we commit to trust in the heart of his love. And then we commit to move in faith. That's our commitment. And last week, we talked a very specific message about the mind of Christ in the heartbeat of forgiveness. And if you missed that, it's a, it, was, it was a little bit longer time, but go back online, go listen to that because it's very, very important moving forward. And we talked about the reality that Jesus invites us into trusting his truth that he laid before the world. And he said these truths catch this, so that his joy would be inside of you. That means everything he said was about you. It was helping you. The heartbeat of love is, I'm not telling you something to get something from you. I'm absolutely complete. The heartbeat of love is, I want to give to you everything that's going to help your life and make it absolutely complete and awesome. So when Jesus says, hey, listen to me, I want to tell you some things. I'm telling you this out of a heart of love so that joy can actually flood your heart. And so last week, we stepped into the movement to trust the mind of Christ to actually forgive others. And in my mind, that doesn't feel right. Anybody in the room? Come on now. I just don't always feel right about forgiving people because they truly did something wrong to me. But the mind of Christ invites us into his ways, which actually benefit and help our lives. Our commitment is, listen, to trust the mind of Christ. To trust the mind of Christ. But the mind of Christ is often contrary to my fleshly mind. And our commitment together is that we're gonna be transformed so that we're gonna to grow together into the process of having his mind. But guys, listen, we're gonna to grow together in that and it's okay to grow. Can I tell you, everybody in this room is on a different place of the journey and it's okay? You don't, you don't gotta be down here when some of us are down here. Listen, like it's a process of growth. So here's what it's gonna require. As you grow together, you ever grown a family, young families in the room? It takes grace, right? Because the second you decide not to show grace, one of y'all goes out that door and the other goes out that door and it's done, right? So here's the deal. That's what this is. And we show grace one to another. And as we show grace one to another, I loved what Eliezer said at the end because when you showed grace, it began to transform his family. It brought them down one more step. And so that's what we're doing as we extend grace. I'm gonna first trust the mind of Christ. And it's honestly a war. It's a battle because it battles against my natural mind. Forgive people? It doesn't feel good to forgive somebody. 
And it feels like if I don't forgive somebody, I got them on my hook. Remember what we talked about last week? And it kind of feels good to have somebody on the hook, right? Until you let go and you realize it really feels good to let go. But what felt so normal and natural to me wasn't the mind of Christ. And many of us were stepping into that thinking and Jesus' calling is really releasing freedom in our hearts and our lives. As I was thinking about last week, I thought about Jesus' words on the cross. And I don't know if it sticks to you, but as he sits on the cross and he's nailed up there, remember what he says? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Do you know, I've, I processed it more this week and I thought more about those words. And I don't know if you hear this. Maybe it's just me and I'm like elementary and when I read it, like you ever out somebody, but you're like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. But like, it's just kind of an excuse for them, but they really do know what they're doing, you know? Did you read it like that? I did. Like, it was almost like I'm going to cover them, but they really know what they're doing, but I'm going to make up some kind of thing. But do you know what? I feel like the Lord really showed me, like, Jesus only speaks the truth. I really think they actually didn't know what they were doing. Because listen to this. Like, if they really knew what they were doing, if they knew who he was, if they really knew his heart, they wouldn't have done what they did. They really didn't know They really didn't believe. And so when Jesus is like, forgive them, they really don't get it. They really didn't get it. Did you ever thought about this? The people who have hurt you in your life made the best decision with the information that they had. Very few of us in this room have in our minds I know what I'm going to do to them, and I'm going to stick it to them. Very few of us really go there when there's not a reason, unless you're a total psychopath, and we can talk after, you know what I mean? Like, you got a reason for thinking, I'm going to stick it to them, but nobody in the room goes down the street and be like, yo, you know what? I'm just going to stick it to everybody I see, you know what I mean? Like crazy eyes. I'm just going to do something great. Like, not many of us think like that, you know? Check this out, and here's why I say all this. Proverbs 21.2 says this, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Listen, if you're having trouble forgiving, I pray that you get to see people, maybe the way Jesus was seeing them. Maybe they just don't know. Maybe they truly don't know. And you're like, how could they not know? And I bet And I want to be very careful. I bet some people in our life could have said the things about us with decisions we've made. Anybody? But with the information you had, you made the best decision you know to make. The people who have hurt you the worst, I promise you, this can help you have some freedom as you step into that place of forgiveness and understanding maybe the place where people really are. Now, I'm not saying step back into that circumstance that was maybe toxic. I'm not, I'm, not doing, I'm not saying that. But what I am inviting you into is maybe forgiving from the heart and see where God takes you from there. It's natural for us to weigh what we see. But listen to this. It's impossible to weigh what we don't see you might feel like you have all the information, but I promise you, you haven't seen when they're seven years old. 
Come on. Some of us in this room live with things in our life when we were seven. You don't see their life when they were seven. You don't see their life when they were 12, when they were going to middle school. You don't see the teacher who called them out, who said things to them. You don't see the parent who said some things to them that they can't get out of their minds. You don't see what happened at the neighbor's house when they were really young and nobody was watching. You don't see. And many of us quickly can judge the heart of people when we don't understand what anybody has gone through. And if I were to line all of us up, we all got stories. And we've entered this room today and I believe the truth of Jesus can set us all free in very, very powerful and profound ways. That's what we're growing in, okay? So are you on the journey? Let's, let's step in a little bit further. Today, I wanna talk a little bit about something down the line from forgiveness. And I wanna talk about simple measurements. We have a measurement for everything, you know? Did you know, uh, have you ever, did you ever say, in just a moment, I'll be there? In just a moment? Did you know that's actually a measurement? I didn't know that. Did you know, in fact, a moment is one minute, one and a half minutes. That's actually the, the measure of a moment. We have measurements for everything. And the measurements we have, we use as standards. And many times we're often measuring you and you and where you're at and how, where I'm at and we're Comparing the measurements, correct? And I was thinking about many of the people that I'm talking to are really beat down and weighed down by measurements that they have placed on themselves. Did you know you're not alone? Did you know this has been happening from the beginning? Do you feel beat down because you're not measuring up to what you see around you or your family doesn't look like what other families look like or maybe you're single and others aren't or maybe you didn't get the job that somebody else has. Maybe you haven't got the raise when you should have got the raise and you're comparing salary, anybody? Comparing. In Jesus' day, listen to this. In Jesus' day, there was a group of people, religious leaders, who had standards for everything. And the standard basically was, if your life is going good, God likes you. If your life is going poorly, God doesn't like you. And all the measurements that they had were within their reach of obtaining or doing. So they were able to prop themselves up among the people to say, dang, they really, man, God really likes them. God really doesn't like me. And here's some of the things that they did, okay? They would tie giant boxes of scripture around their heads. And the bigger the box, people looked and said, they're memorizing a lot more scripture than everybody. They must love God more and God loves them more because they're doing that. Can you imagine some of us walking around in here with boxes on our head and we're all comparing, well, dang, they got a, they got a giant box this week. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so strange. But That's their culture. They're comparing their lives. And Jesus says when he's teaching, he looks out and he says, hey guys, be careful. Be careful of these guys right here. Everybody's got them propped up. Careful. Careful with them. Because on the inside, they're dead. On the outside, they look great. 
But then Jesus steps into a teaching and he looks up where he is and listen to this in Luke 21. Here's, here, I, I love this passage. Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. And he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. The copper coins literally means one copper coin was one day's wage. So she put in two days wage and he said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all of these people. She put in more. For, listen to this, they all contributed out of their abundance. That means they had plenty left over and they took a little bit of the leftover and they gave it. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. And some of us in the room, accountants in the room, well, that's foolish. <laughs> you tell Jesus that, you know what I mean? I'm challenged by this passage, guys. I'm challenged. This is challenging. But many of us feel like we failed because we don't have as much to give God as somebody else in the room. And I just want to tell you, God's not evaluating like the world is evaluating. God doesn't evaluate like the world's evaluating. Hear me again. Listen, God is not evaluating like the world evaluates. And the reason that the Pharisees and the scribes were puffed up inside is because the cultural narrative had propped them up and they were meeting a standard that the culture had set, but God never set. If you feel beat down right now because you are not measuring up to a cultural standard, I pray that the Holy Spirit breaks that bondage in your life to understand he is looking in at the heart and oftentimes nobody around you can evaluate the heart. What did, what did Proverbs say? Every man does what's right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Now, that's humbling. Anybody in the room? That's humbling. Because for some of us who are propped up, listen to me. I'm speaking to some, some people look at me and they prop me up. I'm speaking to myself, humbling. Because if the Lord's weighing my heart, I want to tell you, unless God gives me a heart transplant, I got nothing to brag about. Hear me say it. Hear me say it. If you see anything good in this person, you've seen Christ who's transformed my heart. And I pray that as we go down the journey of growth together, we step into trusting the mind of Christ and then we end up living out his words. And listen to me, when you live out Jesus' words, it transforms your life and everybody will look to you and say, wow, that's supernatural. Because it is. But this is available to anyone who would receive it. Would you receive it? Would you trust him? Would you trust his mind? Because he wants to give to you what you could never earn on your own. 
Jesus modeled this idea of measurement in everything he did. Check it out. I believe he modeled this for us first in the place in which he was teaching in this passage. It says he was teaching in the treasury. And in that time, in, the, in, that time in history, the, 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 the very famous teachers of that day would speak in the parts of the temple that only those esteemed people could get to. You see, the treasury was for everybody because they wanted money from everybody. So guess where Jesus went? Where everybody was going, where poor, where those who were broken and wounded, where the women and men would gather. He wasn't afraid of anybody. And he wanted everybody to understand the truth. So Jesus modeled this for us. He didn't care what anybody thought of him. He was going to where everybody was. Think about who he called to himself. He called 12 fishermen. <laughs> and in that day, it was almost like if you were a teacher, you were a professor calling the next students who were gonna be the next great professors. If you were gonna be a professor, would anybody call some fishermen? Would you go down under the bridge down there on Broadway and say, hey guys, I'm looking for the next crew of, of great uh, 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 teachers and I think this is the great place to find them. This is what Jesus did. Let it challenge all of us. He broke every cultural norm. When he sees the woman at the well who's by herself, he stops by and he talks to her. She goes in and reaches the whole town. He sees a little man in a tree and he stops at that guy whom everyone hates. And he says, hey man, I need to go to your house today. Why not? And everyone around goes to that guy's house? I'm not sure I wanna follow you if you're gonna go with him because the cultural measurement wasn't God's measurement. But because Jesus was fulfilled here and he didn't need any other measurement from any other people, he was cool just going with where God called him. I pray God breaks us of cultural measurements in this room today. We too can have this mind of Christ within ourselves. This is what Paul says in Philippians 2. He says, have this mind among yourselves. Hey guys, have this mind. Think like this. Here's a very important part. Which is yours in Christ Jesus. Here's how you get this mind. It's in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Listen, greatness is yours in Christ Jesus. How do we get that? How do I get this mind? I want to finish with this. I'm going to ask the band can come up. How do I get this mind? Toward the end of Jesus' life, he's in a room, and I told this story a couple weeks ago, but I want to tell you from another vantage point of this story. He gathers everybody around, and they're sitting there, they've had a meal. He wraps the towel around his waist and he begins to kneel on his knees and he begins to wash the feet of everyone in there. Quickly, the man in the room 
who believed that he had achieved the measurement. He was very strong in the eyes of everyone in the room. His name was Peter. And he speaks up to Jesus and he says, you'll never wash my feet. I I need to be washing yours. That feels very noble. Anybody in the room? I'd probably say the same thing, honestly. You can't wash my feet. Who Who do you think you are? I need to be doing that for you. This is what, listen to this. This is what Jesus says to him. And it's very important for us in this room. He says, Peter, unless you let me wash your feet, you have no place with me. That means you think you can get clean enough? You can't. You think you've measured up? You think you don't need cleaning? You do. And so Peter says this to him. He says, Lord, then don't just wash my feet, wash my everything, wash my whole body. If that's what it takes, wash my whole body. Wash me. And there's three things as we step into Christ, as we understand this. Number one, would you realize this today? Would we realize together collectively that you've got dirt that you don't even know about? The longer we live, I love a couple weeks ago, Mama Jen, she stepped up here and she said, the longer I live, the more I realize how sinful I am. Anybody on the journey realizing, as you look in the mirror, you, you realize how you thought you were getting better, only to realize, man, I'm, I'm not, as, not as good as I thought I was. You got dirt you, got no, you know nothing about. And so every single morning, I'm in desperate need for me to be washed. And number two, would you realize that Jesus serves you anyways? Think about how he looked at Peter in his arrogance. I don't need washed. I can, you can never wash me. Serves him anyways. Doesn't ever give up on him. So every single morning, listen, listen, listen. Every single morning, God's not giving up on you. He's not done with you. His mercy is brand new every morning. And three, would you accept the promised result? Would you accept the promise? If you woke up every single morning trusting what Jesus said over your life, here's what it is. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if you've been washed by him, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Some of us live in the measurements of our past, Some of us live in the measurements of what somebody has spoken over our lives. And here's the promise in Christ. You aren't who you were. You aren't your past. You aren't what somebody else said over you. You aren't your past experience. You aren't what you have. And you aren't what you work for a living. Listen, you aren't. If you've come into Christ, you're a brand new creation. The old has passed away. That means you're not working to get new. Come on, somebody, let's go. I'm not working to get new. Anybody tired of working to get new? You don't gotta work to get new anymore. The promise is Jesus made you new. Thank you, Jesus. 
Would you wake up tomorrow morning with this promise? You were made new. And if you weren't working toward anything, you are free to do something. But if I'm working towards something, I'm not free to do just anything, right? The system, the system of law is easy. Listen to this, and I'm close with it. The system of law is easy. You get what you deserve. We all live in this system. Listen to me. That's why it's pervasive in our minds. System of law is easy. You get what you deserve. This is the world right here. Let this challenge you. But the system of grace is foreign to us. It's foreign. It's not foreign to me. It is foreign. It's not in our nature because it, was, it will call you to risk yourself. It'll call you to lay down your life. Grace will cost you. God deals with us according to who he is, not according to who we are. This is the system of grace. Every morning, would you let God deal with you according to who he is? Not according to who you are. Who is he? He came and he served you to the point of death, even death on a cross. And he paid for all your past, all of your present, and all of your future mistakes and problems and pain. And he imparted to you perfection. And he called you a brand new creation. If you'll step into his measurement and allow him to evaluate you, then you will experience his freedom and you'll be prepped for any kind of ministry he's called you into tomorrow on Monday. Come on. You can have this by faith right now. Right where you are, would you just bow with me? And I'm gonna ask tonight, because of this reading and because of the measurements of Jesus, would you, would you trade in any earthly comparisons you might have? I feel like, Jay, I don't even know where to begin. I just wanna help you maybe even connect to how to evaluate. Would you just say, Holy Spirit, would you bring to my mind any comparisons that maybe I've had in my life or any comparisons I'm living with that aren't your comparisons, that aren't your measurements. Bring those to my mind. Allow them just to speak to you. And then secondly, would you receive the evaluation of Jesus? Just right where you are. If you're feeling beat down, weighed down, yeah, this is for you. I pray you would hear the words of your heavenly Father. Say, are you tired? Are you weary? 
You've been looking for a way out for a new measurement. Would you just come to me and I wanna give you rest? Take my calling on your shoulders because it's really light. And would you give to me the thing that's weighing you down? Give it to him. And then would you ask, would you say, Holy Spirit, would you bring to my mind what you say over my life? What did he say? Would you receive the measurement of what Christ has given to you? The reality that he's washed you from head to toe. And he paid the ultimate price for you to be declared free, holy, righteous before your Father in heaven who loves you so much. Would we conclude this time by just making this song your prayer tonight as we surrender the measurements of this world and we receive the measurements of Christ. Just let this be your prayer. Oh.